Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you find yourself in the podcast world. It's time once again for WWW. What happened this week in the world? And what do we think about it? Ken H. always coming to you live from Houston. It is the fastest 25 minutes in the podcast world. Available on all 17 podcasting services. Welcome again always. For those new to the program, we'll talk a little bit about a politics, entertainment, and sports. Some things happening in the world. Take a break from our fantastic sponsors. Then have a little discussion around the rest of the program. Thanks so much. Let's get going. $6.9 trillion budget was put forward by the President of the United States today. What seems to be in their news reporting outlets and certainly the newspapers who are very supportive of this administration would say it is dead on arrival. And by that, of course, it means with a House majority in the Republican side, the President being a Democrat, it really doesn't have a chance in the world of passing. But the President's going to give it a try. We know it's going to fail, but he's going to give it a try. He's kind of challenging those Republicans in the House to kind of challenge him on what would you cut, what would you say, what would you blah, 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 blah. You know how politics works. They throw it out there so they can look really cool, throw it out there because they can feel really cool, throw it out there hoping to be really cool. But if you are a smart person and you know that if I walk across the street and I see a truck coming, I'm not going to make it, is it dumb or smart to walk across and say to everybody, I've got this, when you know you're going to get run over? That's kind of the way I'm dealing with politics these days. Really unhappy with the fact that they do all this stuff for pomp and circumstance, all for show, knowing it ain't going to go anywhere. That's not really cool, not really fun, but they keep doing it. Both sides, I must admit, but let's see how it goes. The president once again touting the famous, the rich are too wealthy, I'm going to make them pay more. So he has in his budget for the 0.01% wealthiest men and women in America, families in America, he's asking them to pay a 25% tax on their income. Wah, wah, wah. It's not going to happen. Really kind of silly, not going to happen. But he, of course, he promises the young people, it's going to be great. You'll have everything you've ever wanted. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. But, you know, again, it's not going to happen. So, thanks for trying. It's going nowhere fast. Dead on arrival. Even the newspapers are claiming it is dead on arrival. Yeah? Yeah. So let's go over to entertainment. For those that know Beretta's, is that name ringing a bell? Those, those faithful of the program may recognize Beretta. TV show in the 70s, 80s maybe. <coughs> Excuse me, Robert Blake played that character, Beretta. He was a detective, very tough, rough guy. Had this beautiful parakeet, uh, toucan uh, parakeet in his show, and it worked out well. It was great. Good show. He did a pretty good life, uh, had a pretty good life. Unfortunately, there was a later in his life, his wife uh, passed away, was killed, murdered, whatever, and he was accused of that crime. In fairness, he was acquitted after many, many, many years and maybe even had to go to prison at one point, but he was finally acquitted of that crime, and so he has passed away at the age of 89 years old. He has died, but he has at least died an acquitted man of his, his wife's murder. So that's pretty cool. At least he can go 
to his grave with, you know, whatever, however he died, he can go with some peace that nobody thought he was a criminal or there was a crime, you know, guy, which is cool. All right, sports. Those of you new to the program, this won't come, uh, maybe you're the same, in fairness. Those faithful to the program, they already know. I'm not a big basketball fan. I really don't care so much about basketball. Baseball, 100%. Football, you betcha. Polo, of course, but it's basketball, NBA basketball, could care less. Really not so interesting. Anyway, here's the point. Sunday starts my favorite and most important time of basketball for me and others, March Madness. That's right. Sunday will start the March Madness NCAA College Basketball Tournament for both men and women. Very fun, very exciting. The reason I like it, those faithful, is because, of course, it's this, you know, win or go home. I love that win or go home attitude. You either play your heart out and you win and you get to go further, or you play your heart out and you lose, tough break, and you go home. But it's really simple. From Sunday to the end of the month, we're going to have 64 teams battling it out, and it's going to be great towards that final victory. Warren Buffett, if you put a bracket together and you by chance call it, he'll give you a million dollars for your victory. I don't believe, I'm going to have to look it up, but maybe somebody can correct me, write in and tell me. But Warren Buffett, I don't think, has paid out but maybe once in the history of his doing this. I don't think anybody's ever got the bracket right. And that's what makes it exciting because it's so much fun because there's so many people that are kind of thinking, oh, the you know, number one seed, number two seeds in each division are going to win. And that's not true. Sometimes the underdogs win. Sometimes there's low part. It's just very exciting. And again, it's so much pressure on each game. You don't get to repeat. You don't get to come back tomorrow. It's win or go home. And I really love that. So I love that whole concept. So it's pretty cool. Win or go home. So that's kind of what we're going to do. Win or go home. Start Sunday. You'll probably hear about it next week. Maybe hear about it the week next because it is one of my favorites. March Madness, NCAA basketball, both men and women, starts on Sunday. Good luck to the teams. Good luck to everybody. And if you put a bracket together, you know, throw it in there. Warm breath may give you a million dollars if you get them all right. It's not going to happen. But, I mean, you can go for it. You try. It's not going to happen. But try. I mean, really, I want you to give it your heart out. Look at it. Talk to your basketball friends and see if you can get it right. You might win a million dollars. Not going to happen. But anyway, who knows? Let's get started. What's happening in the world that we're living in? Well, of course, Ukraine is continuing that drama, but it's interesting. It's now kind of spilling over. The Russian army is having a tough time continuing. They really don't have the success that they need to continue. And um, Poland and Slovakia have really had enough. Of course, Poland has taken a lot a lot of the refugees from Ukraine into their country, so they're kind of getting overwhelmed. Slovakia, again a neighbor, is very upset as well. And so those two countries have basically said, we're about to send some jets over to Ukraine and, and stop all this crap. This is just bombing. They bombed the, uh, the capital of Kiev today. Not very encouraging, not very exciting, but they did that. And so it's, it's very much the neighbors have had enough. NATO needs to kind of step in. They keep getting money from America, but that's kind of slowing down. So where is it going to come from next? Uh, it's, it's just not so cool. I'm not so sure. That's the Ukraine conflict, and it does continue to dominate some of the news we're living in. Mexico has made an arrangement with the United States because there was five, four American tourists 
that were kidnapped, two were found dead, two are in the hospital, and Mexico has said, we are so sorry. And so they have given the American government five Mexican cartel members to say, we're really sorry, please don't be upset with us, we're really sorry, here's the guys that we know did it. I don't even know how you say that, but anyway, these poor five guys are going to stand trial, and they'll probably get something, who knows what that means. But all we can do is continue to kind of watch that. We'll see how it develops out further. Speaking of the cartels, down in Colombia, interesting story. We're going to finish up our, our, our world news with this one. It's kind of fun. Pablo Escobar, you know, the big famous drug lord there in Colombia, bought four, smuggled in, bought whatever back in his days, four African hippos. Well, those hippos have survived comfortably. They call them the Colombian hippos, the and, and so they are surviving. You know, those that don't know, a hippo is one of the most dangerous creatures in Africa. The top creatures that will kill you, a hippo is number one. Number one kills over five people a year. They can pop a uh, canoe in half, and they kill 500 people in Africa a year. They are quite dangerous. They're not friendly. They're big, old, huge 300 pounds, uh, three tons kind of size. They're huge anyway. So they've been mating and mating and mating down in Colombia at Escobar's uh, facility. They're now up to 70 of, uh, they're up to 130 from those four. They're up to 130. They keep mating and growing, and it's just terrible. So the government has come up with plans. They're going to send 60 to India and 10 to Mexico. So they're going to try to find a way to capture these big beasts and ship them out. They've had enough of the Colombian hippos. So Travel and Leisure Magazine will take you wherever you want to go, whether you want to see hippos in Africa or hippos in the zoo of New York or the zoo in San Diego or the zoo in your local neighborhood or the zoo in some other part of the world. Travel and Leisure Magazine will get you there. Because you're friends of the program, you're going to get 58% off the cover price. That's $29.99. 12 issues are going to come right to your home how do you get that? How do I get that? That's perfect. 866-737-8037 or www.travelandleisure.com backslash order today. Well, well, well. So I kind of got to thinking about this NCAA. I was watching a little bit of the PSG football match against Munich. PSG is the Paris Saint-Germain football club. That's a soccer club to Americans listening. My European fans know what I'm talking about. It's kind of cool because PSG has all your top name celebrities. So Messier from Argentina, Neymar from, from uh, uh, Brazil. You've got, of course... Kylian Mbappe from France. And so those are your top players. There's others on the team, of course. They're big-time players. And they went against Munich, and so they were playing. It reminded me of a couple things Mbappe said in an interview, which I really enjoyed. He says, yes, I'm very competitive, maybe even too competitive on the field. But in life, at 24, right? The kid's only 24. I've decided that it's better and best sometimes not to be so competitive always. Not always. 
But on the pitch, on the field, absolutely, I'm very competitive. I just talked to you about the NCAA tournament. These kids are very competitive. They want to win. They want to impress their parents, their schools, their girlfriend, boyfriends, if you're in the women's league. They want to uh, 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 celebrate the NBA, hopefully get a look at them and say, okay, we'll, we'll take you, young man, young woman. So they really are trying to impress, and so their competitive spirit comes out, their competitive nature comes out. I personally am a very competitive person in the sense that I really want to do well. I not necessarily have to win, certainly never to the point of cheating or going against the grain or certainly doing something wrong or illegal, but I do want to win. I'm very competitive in that nature. I want to do the best, want to have the best. And so I want to do the best for myself, my family, my company, my friends, everybody. So it's kind of fun. The question on the table tonight, are you competitive? Because I'm very fearful that we've lost a lot of that in the world and the generations behind me and below me in the sense of the younger generations and this, all this idea of just letting them compete and they don't necessarily have to win as long as they just compete. No, there's some great growth that comes from competing. There's some great lessons that learn from competing and from competing and losing, right? In the game, whatever game you're speaking of, there will always be a winner. And unfortunately, but big part of that is there'll be a loser. Well, the loser, of course, has as much advantage as the winners, right? In the Formula One on Sunday, my uh, Dutchman, Max Verslappen, of course, with the Formula One Red Bull, he and his teammate won first and second place in the Baja uh, Bahrain uh, Formula One, the first race of the season. So he started out with a victory. Now he'll go the rest of the season. Everybody will be gunning for him. Everybody try to get him. You know, Hamilton's going to try to kind of catch up. He used to be number one. Now he's not. Max is there. And that's fantastic. But okay, there's that competition. Competition for affection, competition for attention, competition for romance, for your food to be the best, for your job, for your report, for your car, for your clothes, for your outfit. How competitive are you? Or are you falling, unfortunately, what I fear, and I'm saying these words always accurately, I'm fearful that we're teaching our young people to not be competitive. It's okay just to go and play. It's okay just to compete and don't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's just get a competition trophy. Let's just get something to say I was there, I was out there, and that's all. No, 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 no. There's way more to it than that. There's way more lessons learned. Parents, teachers, coaches, if you're being honest, you know there's a lot that can be learned from not maybe winning. How do I respond to the winner? Do I, am I good, am I graceful in my losing? Or am I gripey, complaining, a baby? Do I cry and moan? Does it, does it teach me I better do better? So I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna study more, perhaps I'm gonna learn the plays better, I'm gonna work on my body more, I'm gonna work on my diet, I'm gonna work on something so that I won't lose again. I don't wanna lose again. I don't like this feeling. I don't like being on that lower platform. So I'm gonna do everything I can to win. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with teaching that. Hear what I didn't say. Win at all costs, cheat, steal, rob, maim, beat up, whatever. I didn't say those things. Know the rules. 
know how what your subject is know the, the sport know the game know the rules know what's expected if it's a team sport are you a team player are you a you know ball hog are you not willing to share that moment with your teammates if it's a single sport a single event a work report do you give it your best do you study on the weekends do you study at home do you get it prepared to present to the bosses present to your leaders the best I can do this is the best I have if it's not good enough I'm gonna go back and try next time but guess what maybe it is good enough and you win and you win hard so I really encourage you to find something that you're passionate about find something that you're enjoying get out there and try to win it go for it there's nothing in the world wrong with being a little competitive as Kylian Mbappe said you know on the pitch I'm very competitive give it my hundred percent but again at only 24 years old he's learned that maybe in life I don't have to be so competitive maybe it's better or best sometimes that I let somebody else have their moment let them shine are you that kind of friend Did you maybe get a little disappointed if your friend gets the glory if others notice your friend instead of noticing you you guys were doing the same work doing the same project doing the same job doing the same goal and people notice them over you and you got mad frustrated upset are you okay with being second and if you say Kent I'm not well that's kind of cool it's okay to to have these feelings it's okay to say I really want to be number one that's okay so what do you do about it you gotta go back and find out maybe what was it that they won how did they win how did they get that recognition did you do all that you could have done did you support did you do all that was required you only you know right these are conversations that I encourage you to have in the mirror not in public maybe you can do it with your close friend but this is what you need to do do you do this kind of conversation and guarantee no you know I've looked at it and I, I don't know what else I could have done well if that's the answer then you recalibrate and start again sign up for the next contest go in and go after it again and try to win the next one but if by chance in the reflection either in the mirror by yourself or with that competition conversation with your coach or with your friend or your father mother your family what could I have done different what should I have done different well maybe you shouldn't have gone playing over the whole weekend instead of maybe you could have gotten rested not about playing or anything but about you're not you're not fully rested you were out playing too much and you know you're tired your body couldn't give you its hundred percent because you were tired you didn't get enough rest or sleep perhaps you didn't eat properly you didn't eat enough you know foods normally everybody that does these marathons right talk about the pastas and they need those pastas and those proteins to get in their system kind of give them that energy that feeling so maybe your diet could have been changed a little bit or maybe you didn't have the diet that you'd hoped for or wanted so there's a lot of things that you can take back in reflection from the victory this is what I did I'm gonna repeat because I won or by chance you came in second or third or last place and you say oh, I don't want to ever be here again what could I do different so that I'm not repeating right 
So I love your cards and letters. I love that y'all reach out. I love the stories that you share with me. I'm looking forward to seeing these, and we'll talk about them maybe the next time. But I want to maybe we'll bring David Meyer in, my football friend, and and been on the show a couple of times. We'll bring him back, and we'll talk about these victories, these winning mentalities. We've had a show or two about that mindset, but it's one of these things that I just don't think you can ever hear enough, right? How competitive are you? Good question. Ah, Ken H. from Houston, I'm not competitive at all. Okay. I wonder if that's, you know, so healthy, right? Is there nothing you strive for success in? Is there nothing you strive for to be good at or want to be good at? You say, well, I don't have to win to be, you know, successful. Well, that's the part of the word, right? If I'm going to be successful, it's because I'm winning. Oh, okay, I get it now. I get it. So I guess I'm just curious. I would love to know what your thoughts are. If you were to say, I am very competitive, then reach back out to me. Tell me how you're competitive. Maybe you plan. Like I said, you plan for the game. You know the rules. You abs- That's one of the crucial elements to being successful and being competitive. Know what you're able to do and what the opponent is able to do. Because if you get it right, then you'll have some success. If you get it wrong, then you'll kind of understand why the referee maybe blew the whistle or called a foul or whatever because you didn't do it right. You didn't do it proper. You stepped a different way or you, you punched, you know, hit them on the pitch and they fell down or whatever, or you, you thought the strike zone was bigger, you thought the basketball was smaller, whatever. You just, you know, if you're playing basketball, talk about March Madness, if you don't have some success in basketball and you can't hit a free throw, watch this March Madness and find out how many games are lost because the kids are scared, nervous, or they just don't hit those free throws. There are going to be a lot of free throws, basketball, and certainly college basketball, huge on free throws. And that's pressure, baby. I mean, if you're a basketball player, you ought to be able to hit that in your sleep because that's such an important, there's nobody in your face, you have the time, you have nobody blocking your shot, and it's just you and the nerves, right? It's you and the, and the atmosphere, right? Or you get nervous, you're getting yelled at, people screaming at you, the fans, the flags, everybody's waving and stuff. Are you getting distracted? The coach yelling at you, your teammates are praying, you know, all that's going on and you're kind of going, ah, I can't take it. Well, that's just a part of it. That's one element of the game, right? That's just one element in that basketball arena. When it comes to your reporting at, at work or at school, did you give it your best? Did you just kind of slough along? I'm going to give it this. So how competitive are you? And there's nothing wrong with being a little competitive. I would encourage you, find something you like, find a niche, find your kind of specialty, and start being a little competitive about it. It can be friendly competition with some friends. I've got some friendly competition I have with my friends. Some of them are, are fun to, to kind of compete against. Nothing, nothing dramatic, but it's fun. And then there are those that are really working hard on being the best, the best, the best. And that's fun, too. So find it out. Answer that question first and foremost. Am I competitive? And if your answer differs than Mbappe's, on the pitch I'm very competitive, but in life I've kind of decided I don't have to be so competitive. That's one of the two areas of his life. You're either playing or you're not playing. Are you going to tell me, and your answer's back, Ken, I'm really not competitive at all. 
in anything. Period. Wow. I'm going to say please change something in that sentence. Please find something to be passionate about, come passionate about, and go for it. Be competitive on something, a moment in work, a moment at your school, a moment in a sport that you do, uh, the gym, whatever. Strive to be better. Strive to win the attention of the, of the audience. Win the attention of the crew, the team, the audience that's watching. I encourage you. Find a little competition in your life. No matter what, it's going to be good for you. You'll learn from the failure and you'll love the success. Remember, we're all in this together. Because as always, that's right. We're all in this one world. All in it. WWW, what happened this week in the world and what do we think about it? Ken H coming to you live. Can't wait to hear from you. Can't wait to talk to you next week. See ya.